Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter, where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self-care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money, and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. Oh, there's my water. All right. Welcome to the Mommy Matters Podcast. I am back. We are back because, you know, I love to have my wonderful guests. Um, and this time we are talking about the topic of money, 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 money. Um, that's an important topic, I think, for women these days, for mothers, uh, for us to understand for a lot of different reasons that we'll get into during the uh, show. Welcome to the Mommy Miters podcast where we discuss all things mom and we get into some deep conversations, not surface conversations about motherhood and realness too. I am your host, Cecile Edwards, and today I have a very special guest named Danielle Robinson of Single Mom Money. And I, when I saw Danielle on, um, I, I stalked some people on Instagram. Okay. (laughs) And when I saw the topic of single mom money, I was like, this is so important. I have to have a conversation with her. And in my normal style, I just simply sent a graciously accepted. So thank you for accepting. And I think this is a a great conversation because we often, number one, um, who don't talk about single motherhood I don't want to say we don't talk about it in constructive ways, but I feel like we don't talk about it in constructive ways. <laughs> and there's this whole stigma and this whole you mm-hmm. know thing around single mothers that people um, tend to shun or tend mm-hmm. to not feel a hopelessness or a heaviness around the topic. Um, and I think that this plat that this platform for single mom money is a great way to have a different kind of conversation with women in general around money. For so many reasons. First of all, you never know how you're going to become or how you could become a a single mother. It doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, for the reasons that I feel like most people think, (laughs) right? So, but we'll get into all of that. Anyway, Danielle, let's have you introduce yourself and talk about how and why you started your movement. And yeah. Sure. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I am probably. I was probably more excited that you were sending the message uh, <laughs> to receive it because um, I do a little Instagram stalking myself. So when I saw your page, I was like really, really on board with your whole movement. So again, thank you for having me. Uh, but as you mentioned, my name is Danielle Robinson. I am a single mom uh, based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am the founder and the creator, all of that good stuff behind the single mom money. So Single Mom Money is primarily a YouTube channel, actually. So I do YouTube videos on um, budgets and finance and just really basic personal um, finance matters. Uh, But I also kind of try my best to keep up on social media (laughs) 
on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and Single Mom Money was really born out of this time period in my life where I became a single mom sort of unexpectedly. I, you know, had been married uh, very intentionally, had my child, you know, while I was married, things like that. And I was that person that was by by the rules or by the book or whatever you want to call it for most of my life. So long story short, uh, I ended up as a single mom with a four-year-old at the time. And luckily, I had a bit of a finance background. I had worked in finance for a number of years, so I knew a little bit um, about investing, but a lot more about budgets and stuff like that. And um, I used all of that plus just my sheer determination and, <laughs> and desire to, you know, turn my life around um, because I was not in a good place financially when I was when I became a single mother. Um, so all of those life lessons in that year or two, um, I used that as the foundation for single mom money, and that's that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you express your story that way because we often think that if we, you know, that's why I said, you know, how someone becomes a single mother is, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if any of us intentionally, I don't, well, maybe there are some people, but for the most part, you desire to have a household where your child has uh, access to their uh, their ch- father or whatever. And mm-hmm. also, right. you also want to be in a situation financially where no matter what, right. you can take care <laughs> of yourself and your child. So I don't know if anybody says to themselves, I just want to be struggling. I know I never <laughs> have. Yeah, um, <laughs> likelihood is low. <laughs> right, right. And I think this this conversation, what just came up for me is that when you are considered because you can define single mother. I know that that question is always there. What yeah. is a single mother? How how does that, how do you define that, especially in the, the, the realm of money? Yeah. So for me, a single mom is defined as, well, generally a woman or someone who um, considers themselves to be female um, and has one or more children. And they are probably the primary person in their household in terms of the money earner so their primary money earner and also the primary like adult so if you're head of household if you're filing taxes like you mentioned earlier and you're claiming head of household (laughs) or you're single and you have children who are your both best friends in your house then you probably can categorize yourself as (laughs) a single mother yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely so you're the primary caregiver financially of a child um or children then single mama money would refer to you now there is a whole lot of statistics around um, oh yeah single parenting (laughs) and poverty yeah um they're not great very dismal so yeah can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, when I was kind of building my business plan for single mom money, you know, I was, I was wanting to make sure I understood my target audience. And so I did kind of the same thing looking to all these numbers and research. And you'll find the most recent figures, I believe, came out around like 2012 or 2013 or something. It's been a while. But long story short, uh, most households are headed by a single mother, not a, just a single parent, but specifically single moms, make on average 
somewhere in the $20,000 range, uh, where average, right, yes, um, income for households of two parents are like 80000 Wow. So, right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's three times, no, four times more mm-hmm. than the average income. So you're talking about the way that I look at it is like the children's needs don't change. Right. So instead of two parents, now you have one parent making $20,000 on average, um, but they still have children and still have needs and want the same and desire the same sorts of things, probably their counterparts in two-parent households. So now that that is amplified, right, in, in a one or in a single mom household, mm-hmm. um, the money situation is exaggerated, either for the good or the bad. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's on average. And a part of my platform, really, honestly, I'm trying to help empower women and not just budgeting because people love to talk about budget and I'm all for budgeting but if you're broke it's hard to budget right if you are making twenty thousand (laughs) dollars you got three kids yes how many different ways you split that penny like it can only go so far right Right. so part of my platform is really to discuss ways on how to increase your income as well to bridge that gap but yeah the statistics are not great um on average single mom households make a quarter less I mean I'm sorry three-fourths less almost I believe it is if I'm doing math right mm-hmm. than um our two-parent household mm-hmm. yeah that brings up so many things for me um because you first of all again as you said the needs of the children don't change mm-hmm. okay? child to children does not change and so you are literally trying to, to, to make a dollar out of 15 cents. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yep. the, the thing that on average is needed and just something as simple as daycare. If you have to go to work, oh. something oh, as simple goodness. and go to work outside of the home, the cost of yeah. daycare. I live in New Jersey. So in oh, New Jersey, goodness. you know, and I am a <laughs> caregiver. So I know what I'm paid and I know yeah. what I would have mm-hmm. to pay <laughs> to go oh. outside of the home. So, you know, just this that. Alone, twenty thousand dollars a year. You figure that's yeah, about, oh yeah, give or take fifteen hundred dollars, not even oh, a, month. Yeah, a month. And wherever you live, you know. So really, let's to to look at that really in depth. You're taking away a lot from the child and their ability oh, yeah. to have access yep. to new things. If we're mm-hmm. if we're when we have children, our hope our our um, hope is that they will have access higher for us, mm-hmm. but it feels like when, you know, the single parent mindset um, seeps in, that can be very overwhelming. Not to mention the mm-hmm. fact that, okay, you want people to make more money. You have to get very creative with how you make more money because oh, you don't yeah. want to yep. spend extra time outside of the household yep. to do that. Mm-hmm. Because now- uh, their resources are limited. <laughs> exactly. Because there's going to be some kind of deficit somewhere and how we live in a yep. different time, yep. I always say, right? Mm-hmm. So in this day and age, it's difficult to um, have the the- somebody to watch your children for example right there's issues there with breakdown in family structures you know where grandma Mm -hmm. is still working you know right grandma right very much you know or grandma she just don't want to (laughs) or whatever you know not not gonna do it (laughs) right you know no matter what you do So (laughs) these are all things to consider when you're talking about money. But I think that even single mama money is my money is not just um, 
when you're a single mother, but this is for all women to think about their relationship to money. Because to me, the, the mindset behind how you make and uh, mm-hmm. I don't like to use the word spend, but how you make and you circulate your, your <laughs> dollars yeah. is very, you know, mm-hmm. spend to me means that it just goes out. You know, when I think when you have a, a certain mentality about money, then you think about how you're circulating and how what you're feeding it into, you know? Yep. So yeah, you, you won't spend as much money, let's say, on junk food when you know it's not giving you a return that on your investment. Yep. In yeah, there's no right. value. Right. A big part of my my mind shift, I would say, when I started to at least the improvement mm-hmm. um, in my finances was that I started to spend money a lot of times based more on the value that I was getting from something mm-hmm. versus, uh, you know, maybe the short term, whatever. Feel good. Or mm-hmm. feel good. Right, whatever it was I was getting in the short term. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my mindset is very like, you know, marathon. I'm playing the long term game now. I'm not really focused so much on the immediate mm-hmm. uh, needs. Mm-hmm. And that brings up the conversation about money and emotions. And we talked about that a little bit oh my um, because we have the tendency to spend based on our emotional, you know, Girl. attraction to things. I know for me personally, I have stopped spending as much money because one, I don't watch television. <laughs> No, right. that helps. I don't watch television either. Maybe that's a secret. I think so. <laughs> that might be. <laughs> Listen, I always say it. Not watching television has made me less hungry because there's a commercial about yes. every, every kind of food. And <laughs> right. And it's kept more money in my pocket. I've even noticed it with my daughter. And like, the waist tighter. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed it with my daughter when we had cable and like during the holidays time, she would see commercials about different toys. She'd be like, mommy, I want that. Yeah. Now she doesn't have that ability. I mean, she goes to school Mm -hmm. now and now her friends and stuff like that. But I feel like that's less of pressure than the television somehow. I mean, you know, they make billions of dollars a year off the marketing. It's not for, you know, no reason. Mm -hmm. So they, they have a carefully crafted message to persuade us to spend our money, you know, part ways with our money for things that are probably frivolous. But, um, you know, I want to do a series and I was just thinking about it because I, I deal with anxiety uh, and a big part of me getting better with my finances is learning how to manage my finances when, when I'm dealing with, um, high anxiety Mm. because my way of managing before was to spend by shopping or food really (laughs) so there is certainly an emotional component I even um, read a study recently that says something like if you have a long commute so if you commute and you pass a lot of billboards and you pass um, a lot of fast food or restaurants you are more likely to eat more and spend more um, because it's literally in your face so I mean That could be a secret. You just, you know, mentioned it maybe by happenstance, but uh, it could be that if you reduce your exposure to these sort of uh, marketing things, toys, um, perhaps that could be a way to help us. <laughs> yeah. Keep money in our pocket. I'm just, I'm telling you what I've experienced. So for me too, <laughs> for me too, I have anxiety, you know, um, and I, my anxiety has lessened because of 
lessening my television. Yes. <laughs> right? I agree. Screen time is anxiety inducing for me. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, you know, I, I think that looking at ways that we can practice other forms of self-care because shopping can mm-hmm. sometimes be a form, form of self-care if you're like redecorating your space mm-hmm. or more zen or something like that um then it can be it can be useful but we do have to start noticing our feelings and what's coming up for us and i think a lot yeah. of it has to do with feeling inadequate because we don't have oh, yeah oh, yeah <laughs> right and food is a quick fill up and yep. So yep. it's buying, you know, a bag or mm-hmm. shoes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or all of it. <laughs> all of it. All of it. And yeah. so when we think about that, when we think about the lessons that we're teaching our children about managing their oh, emotions, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. as well as managing money, we have to consider that, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that you um, have practiced or you have seen that parents assist themselves with managing their emotions around, um, single mothers manage their emotions around money. What have you done, you know, specifically, and as well as managing it around teaching their children different habits than they, than oh, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, think about that a lot because I have my son, one son, and he's getting older. He's seven. He just turned seven. So now he's really at that point where we can have even more conversations where before, you know, it wasn't really a topic. You know, he Mm -hmm. might understand what a dollar was versus change or something like that. But at any rate, um, I grew up in a two-parent household and probably more middle class. And there wasn't a lot of structure around our finances. So I really... Other than watching my mother budget, which thank God she did share some things with with me, which were great, like the fact that I knew that she always budgeted her money. I didn't know what she was doing, so that was a piece that I'll share with my son, is actually, you know, going through the process with him. Um, but I understood that there should be a plan for your money at the very least. Um, but, you know, other than that, we really didn't have conversations about money growing up. So mm-hmm. my intentional um, piece now with my son is to... I actually give him money for chores, but I uh, let him know that so much has to be saved. And then I show him when I make deposits, or we go together and make deposits. And I let him make decisions about how to spend his money, but, you know, I'll give him guidance. And um, if he wants to spend, I may give him one or two options to spend from. So he doesn't, you know, have like a ton of options in the store, but trying to just add in some structure and some more guideposts for him so that he uh, has a better understanding of how to circulate his money (laughs) as he starts to get his own. Mm -hmm. And I've even introduced him to the concept of um, retirement savings. I mean, as long as your child, if they're a a child actor or they got a YouTube channel, or I mean, if they're making money, they can open up a Roth IRA. Mm. and so they can start saving for retirement right now yeah mm-hmm. I mean a lot of people don't know that you don't have to be um, 18 or older to start retirement savings so um, he wants to start a business this summer so I'm helping him you know draft up some business plans so you know I want him to break away from the concept I feel like I had as a millennial my parents are very much baby boomers and there was this idea like you go to work and you just work hard and, you know, the company will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And I had this, this idea in my head when I was married that, you know, if I'm a good wife and I was a stay-at-home mom for a little bit, 
you know, if I do my part, you know, my husband will notice me and my sacrifice, you know, he'll take care of me. And so these businesses that were supposed to take care of me, and my spouse was supposed to take care of me, um, you know, that didn't really work out in my particular case, not to say that it doesn't. Right. Um, but that is kind of, I don't want to say my origin story, but a bit of, you know, my point of reference. Um, so at any rate, I am trying to break that for him so that he understands that his money doesn't have to just come from a nine to five, that he can start to earn money right now. He can start to re- save for retirement right now. Um, there's no reason to delay those conversations. Honestly, I feel that once you get to about five years and older, we should start having those conversations. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times you hear people that, you know, learn about money very young. They do well as they get older yeah. because, you know, you've been thinking about this for a while and you've been practicing <laughs> right. for, for a while. Comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. You're comfortable with the conversation without having had gone through certain things, right? And had right. that fear right. uh, around money. Um, like I, me. I had no clue. Yeah. I I mean, I was the opposite. I grew up in a family that was very much working class um, and had a single parent for a good amount of the Mm -hmm. years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, everything about around money was very fear induced, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Very, um, don't spend anything on yourself because that may mean that you may not have a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, so that had a certain effect on how I, 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 spent money once I started making my own, you know, or how I circulated money once I started. Well, at that time I was spending it because I was just giving it out on things that didn't really matter instead of educating myself or um, saving or not taking out loans and credit cards and and whatever. Yeah. We didn't didn't get that far either, even though, you know, maybe my story was slightly different, but we didn't touch on taxes or loans or credit cards. I was just, We didn't have those conversations. Yeah, we just did not have all we knew was, <laughs> as you said, work, pay the bills, yeah. spend the rest, and that's yeah. it, you know? That was, that was it. But with the Joneses, this is what it means yeah. to be wealthy. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a millennial as well. And so a lot of mm-hmm. the, the things that we saw growing up, we yeah. have to completely reinvent you know, around that because we don't have the same, you know, pension for life. No, no <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> not even a little. <laughs> not even nowhere. You know, not, well, if you're in the government job or something, maybe. Yeah, but, but very few. <laughs> very few, not as as profound as it used to be, and so we really have to become even steward our ability to invest well even more oh yeah yeah even more and lord knows how it's going to be for our children we don't even know right so how it is for us you know it's going to change right Mm -hmm. in the next generation and so i think having the money conversation and uh profiting off of your talents is Mm -hmm. very very um critical and we see a lot more people doing that. Um, and I'm, I'm very grateful that that is happening. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, this whole gig culture, you know, the Ubers, drivers and the Lyft right. and Fiverr. Yeah, yeah that's a, exactly. it's not a phenomenon anymore, I should say. It's, it's a, I think it's going to be a staple. I think so, too. I mean, it's just how the society is going um because mm-hmm. as you said people either want to make extra money because i know a lot of people paid off these student loans and all of that oh, want girl. To be- <laughs> me too okay um Ooh. and want to get rid of those as well yeah. as just you know wanting to do more with their life travel 
you know, have richer yeah, experiences yeah. and things like that. I think there is danger in, in overworking though, right? And just doing yeah. all the time. So you really have yeah. to steward your money well mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. you're making that. Um, and as I said before, I'm a, um, I don't want to say I'm a gig person, but I, I have different areas of expertise. So as a coach, as a um, nanny and an educator, you know, I have all of mm-hmm. these areas and skills that I utilize um, in businesses. And so, you know, I have to really be conscious of creating goals. Um, yes. You know, yes. when I do um, make money, I have to know how to manage that well. Because as an entrepreneur, you know, it can come and go. So really being Mm -hmm. clear about how to use that is very, very um, important. So I want to talk a little bit because you touched on it. So we just going to go there (laughs) about, uh, (laughs) about marriage and money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we often, well, (laughs) I I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but there's a narrative going on about Mm. Mm-hmm. women not um having a lot of women don't want to work outside of the household um some families don't want the women to work outside of the household just because of the mm-hmm. cost yeah. of daycare yeah. you know yeah it doesn't make any good sense mm-hmm. not just daycare not just the cost of daycare but the nature of education systems let's just be yeah. honest yeah so those two things but i feel like uh, there is still a level of understanding and energy that you have to have around money in order to make that work mm-hmm. in your family. Um, and there's certain things that both men and women need to learn about the family structure and not allowing, I mean, let's, let's face it, finances is the number one reason why married couples fail or falter, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and so there's some critical conversations that need to be had, um, irrespective, it seems single mom mm-hmm. you know because there's right. wealth, mom, wealthy single mom. moms out there right it's yeah. wealthy single moms and if no matter what i feel like there should be certain levels of protection as mm-hmm. a woman that you have to yeah. advocate for Always. around mm-hmm. yourself and your children even when yep. you're married because anything can happen mm-hmm. something can happen to your husband something can yeah. happen to you yeah. And your husband yeah. is left with, you know, so I think those yeah. conversations around insurance, around yeah. uh, liquid, liquidable uh, mm-hmm. assets, um, yeah. savings for the children and for yourself, um, yeah. appreciable assets, all of those things need mm-hmm. conversations that we need to be having more of. Yeah. Yeah. With our children's fathers, whether you're married or not. <laughs> I mean, your partner is, yeah. right. This is a generational wealth conversation. This is a yeah. conversation about leaving your children a little <laughs> bit better than you, yeah. you know? So did I ask I, you? Um, I don't even know. I'm just well, I think so, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. about, um, you know, being married and, um, finances. And I would say that was probably the the worst decision I made in the marriage was not really protecting myself financially. So, and I was the one with the wherewithal about the finances, but I felt like, you know, at some point, you know, I'll get there and I'll be able to start saving again for retirement. Mm-hmm. So I liquidated basically my entire retirement savings up to that point. 
um, so that we could, so that I could stay home with my son because I had taken a job that didn't really pay well. Um, so his daycare was almost like three fourths of what I was making at the time. So between gas, right, gas costs, and then the daycare costs, and you know diapers and all that other stuff, it just I was actually losing money by going to work. So I stayed home. Part of that plan was using my retirement fund. Mm. Um, and so I pulled money out of there and eventually ended up being all of it because we have just poor spending habits as a couple. So, you know, just because you guys have money and I tell people all the time, you know, it's not once you hit a certain level of income, which is usually about 60 to $80,000, depending on the size of your family. Once you hit that income level, everything after that is, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of like you are at this point where now you can save, you can pay your bills, you can travel, you're comfortable at sixty to 80000 After that, if you're losing money, it's all about how you're managing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, so um, we, w- we were just poor spenders in general, and we didn't have a plan. And as they say in the Bible, what is this, two are not, <laughs> if two can't walk together or something in agreement, basically we were not on one accord. So he was going left and I was going right. And then in that process, I knew that we were um, not doing well with our money. So I put off my own um, retirement and I didn't have a life insurance policy, which was a huge mistake, even though obviously I didn't need to use it. Thank goodness. Um, But I'm a huge advocate of um, not whole, but term life insurance, as long as you have young children that are not able to work. Um, And I just didn't protect myself financially. So that's how I ended up in the situation where I was leaving with my son, he's four years old and I had $300 to my name. Mm. That was it. And it wasn't because for lack of money, it was just the way that we managed. It was horrible. I did not save for myself. I didn't save for my son. I started to, but we used that money as well because we just, again, no plan. We didn't have foresight to look into our futures and see what we really needed. You know, but meanwhile, he was saving for his retirement the whole time. Mm. He still has a great 401k, mm-hmm. but because I didn't work and I used my finances um, to help kind of bridge the gaps that we had um, while I was at home, you know, I suffered the most. And what's sad about that, honestly, is like, my story is not unique. There's a lot of women with that story, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I tell people all the time, you know, prioritize yourself. Um, protect yourself. I don't care who you with, who you, if you, how much you in love. I was in some sort of fantasy. I don't know where I was, <laughs> but um, it's you not know, to do it again. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with loving your mate, but quite right. frankly, you gotta love right. yourself more. You gotta love your legacy more, and you have yeah. to um, ensure that you do whatever it is that you need to do to yeah. ensure that 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 legacy can and you can live well. Because as you said, I love what you sure. just said. That is self-care. It's it's taking care of It really is self-care. To mm-hmm. be mindful of your finances. It's responsible yep. as an adult to talk about the reality of your finances. Oh, yeah. As an mm-hmm. individual and as a couple. You know, yep. no and matter we what. Didn't. We didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I... I that's a whole... That's a conversation for a whole nother... I'm doing better financially single with less income than I ever did marry. And it's because I have 
you know, some sort of um, structure to what I'm doing. Focus. I'm following, again, my, my plan. I, right, I'm focused. I'm intentional in the way that I circulate my money. You know, I'm making decisions on value now and things that I'm choosing to buy things that I appreciate instead of depreciate. So it's a shift completely. Um, and I think that's where it started. It was really my mindset. My mind changed first. Um, and then, you know, it started to manifest physically. But um, I'm doing way better financially than I ever did married. So, yeah, again, I, you know, people get caught on the money and the how much money is in the household. But what are you doing with it? Correct. You could be it. You, I guess it's easier to be in agreement with your own self <laughs> than, <laughs> than to try to pull in somebody else. I'm just saying. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, to have that. And I've said that many a times, like it's not necessarily, yes, it can be, um, it can feel a little uh, lonely and we have this perception that we should have Mm -hmm. somebody, um, but that somebody can be anybody. It could be a group of sisters. It could be. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. My girlfriends are like resources for me for all sorts of support and just, Mm-hmm. encouragement and love you know that platonic love that I think I just didn't really ever value and I don't want to keep harping on the value thing but you know I didn't really see it for what it was for a long time mm-hmm. felt like it was insufficient mm-hmm. um but they've done more for me than <laughs> any man probably <laughs> listen that's a very Seriously. valid point because our sisterhood mm-hmm. our sisterships um, are very you know, mm-hmm. critical. They are very, very critical. And really um, are. I think in a lot of cases, women, we don't value the level of leadership that we have um, and influence mm-hmm. that we have in relationships. Right. So um, we surely don't. We, we, uh, we need to learn to become more in tune with that um, because mm-hmm. I think that we can have more influence and it doesn't have to be a harsh thing. There's, there's a lot of power in no. our, our feminine um, yes. influence. A lot of power. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so, you know, that is something that we certainly should think about and exercise whether mm-hmm. we're in mm-hmm. a relationship or not. Um, and so I think this conversation again around single mothers and money is so critical because you're right, no matter where you are financially, you can, um, you can certainly do something to make more money. Everybody has some skills or talents, um, and you can certainly, um, consider ways that you can save money. You may have to have different conversations. You may not be able to have Mm -hmm. things that other people have. You may have to go. Yeah. Yeah different routes and through some different yeah. <laughs> alleys and valleys. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> I've been through all of those. <laughs> I've been, uh, but I think that the, the conversation too about taking care of yourself and um, is a very s- specific one. So mm-hmm. how women can prepare or consider themselves mentally, physically, spiritually for abundance and just for um, how yeah. how do you shift your mindset? Because you said your shift your mindset shifted. What are some shifts that mm-hmm. critical shifts that were made, and how? So for me, um, you know, I really for a long time I had a lot of resentment around and anger around what I felt my partner or somebody outside of me should be doing for me. Um, so because you know I wasn't being spoiled or I wasn't getting the gifts I thought I should get where I wasn't being loved in the way I felt like he should love me or whatever or whoever 
Um, You know, I kind of gave my power away for a long time and I was angry about it because I felt like someone outside of me should be doing something for me. And then I realized and it kind of dawned on me once I became a single mom that, you know, I didn't have to be resentful about that and and I can own it. You know, I can do those things for myself and not in this kind of cheeky, um, um, you know, take yourself out on a date to the movies or whatever way. Like I really owned it and I really, um, and when I say I own it, I made the shift from being resentful about it to actually being happy to, to be able to um, take that on myself and, and love myself and right. give myself what I needed. I started to see it more as a blessing and this powerful um, energy that I had to love on me and not be resentful that somebody else wasn't giving it to me. Mm. So that was a big, a big mind shift Let the uh, for me. Say yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I know it well. I know it well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, women do. I think a lot of women do too because we get we grow up with these romance, you know, yeah. stories, and we, you know, again, depending on what kind of situation we grew up in, you know, we we desire that kind of love outside of it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but the issue yeah, that's not is, anything wrong with it. the issue is, is that we starve ourselves of it from even yep. ourselves until yes. we achieve yep. it from somebody else. <laughs> yep. And that can't work because you can't even no. teach, teach somebody how to do it. Like you're better mm-hmm. able to attract a man that is going to be, fiscally responsible mm-hmm. you're going to require yep. it even more because you are yep. <laughs> you know yeah. so you like attracts like so i yeah. mean i will tell you the people i'm meeting now in terms of in a dating capacity are entirely different grade of men mm-hmm. um and i you know i'm heterosexual so i date men but I, I mean i know not everyone does but the point is no matter the energy feminine mm-hmm. or masculine or whatever what your attract will be, um, you know, what you are, essentially. At least exactly. that's what I'm finding. Exactly. Like, you're not living in a fantasy. You're very clear about your values. There's nothing very. wrong with talking about values. <laughs> very clear. Very clear know. about your values. You do On not... the very first date, we're right. having conversation. Yes. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. On the very first date, and you're, you're being mindful of how they're... Um, mm-hmm. and, then, and then I feel like also you don't have as a, if you're a dating single mother, you don't have this obligation that you feel like somebody needs to fulfill. It. Right. And you don't oh, feel yeah. the need to jump in to something. No, no, no rushing. Yes. Because you're like, oh, say. I need somebody to take care of this or whatever. Yep. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will very easily, you know, I don't want to say dismiss, but you know, I know when I'm not aligned with someone and then it's okay to let that go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you're not looking for anything, but your compliment. Exactly. And so yes. when I, I find him, then then we'll move forward. And when I don't, it's fine. Mm. You know, I don't go home and lose sleep over it. Exactly. So I have like one more question about money, <laughs> money and spirituality, because we don't often yeah, sure. think that those go together, but they do. No, they very much do. Very much. Depending yeah. on, if, no matter your belief, I think that the divine God, allow whatever it is you believe in desires for us to live an abundant life yeah yeah most certainly in all ways yeah i don't believe that being a single mother is a death sentence um to your ability to be wealthy at all there's plenty of cases of single parent mothers that 
you know, have triumphed and, as you said, even done mm-hmm. better without yes. <laughs> a mate because there was no energy being pulled away from them into the oh, mate. girl. The mate. And as opposed, so they were able to really uh, steward them well. But anyway, so I want to know about the... <laughs> I could go on and on. Um, the the your connection with spirituality and money and how that has helped you through. Um, so for me, I would say I really do, and then you probably have already found that out because I've mentioned it a few times that um there's energy to things and, and money is just energy. That's all it is, it's just this exchange. Um, and so when and uh, we didn't really touch on it after I kind of got over that anger and resentment I was holding on to for a long time I started to really my eyes like became open to this like this gratitude I had mm-hmm. um and this peace I had about my situation like I was just so peaceful yes. and I had never felt that um and then once I started I think it's like a Bob Marley quote or something that I could totally be giving him credit with it's not <laughs> but I'm not sure but anyway the quote give it to is, him anyway <laughs> we <laughs> right, go ahead, Bob Riley. But um, it it goes something like, when you aren't wanting for anything, that's when it comes to you. So it's like that resistance. Yes, all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, Danielle, are you there? No, I'm not hearing you. No, that was that was a good part. <laughs> so uh, while we wait for Danielle, um you know, the conversation basically is, again, energy, money is energy. So if you continue to give yourself or give money this, the stank eye, (laughs) or continue to try to think that it can, it has to come outside from outside of you. If you continue to um, feel like you are not a abundant and wealthy person, then guess what? that that's the experience that you're going to live right and so we have to be cautious of the ways in which we talk about money um the way that we think about ourselves whether we're in a relationship or not around money the way that we um steward our money and with the way that we circulate it um all of those things have to be a part of the conversation when we are um, considering money you know, if you think that only wealthy people are evil or the way that you even define being wealthy, you do not have to be a billionaire to be wealthy. <laughs> okay. You don't. You do have to be free to take the risks around the things that you want to do. That's wealth. Okay. You do have to have the inner drive to say persistent to be creative, right? Because when I was a single mother, I would say all the time, I don't need to go out and do a bunch of things. Y'all could come to my house and we could have a gathering right here, (laughs) right? Or I could just be not stressed about the thought of getting the money to do something and I'll wait to see what the universe brings to me in the form of an idea to make some extra money or in the form of somebody giving me some extra money, perhaps. But the point is, is that you always have the ability to do and to trust that you are an abundant being and that you can create what it is that you can create. So I certainly don't see being a single mother as being a death sentence. 
But, um, you know, you may have to store your energy differently in order to um, bring in your money um, or to bring in your wealth and to budget differently, et cetera. So these are just a few points to think about. Unfortunately, we lost Danielle, um, but um, it was such a pleasure to have her on the show. We will have to have her again. We'll see if she can come back into the uh, recording while um, while I am closing out. But either way, it is uh, such a pleasure to have had her on the show and to be able to talk about this very critical topic because I feel like we kind of don't talk about this topic from a standpoint of there's something different. There's something else that can be done. There's another way to consider this. Being a single parent does not give you a death sentence as a woman. It does not give you a sentence of being poor. It does not give you a sentence of being destitute. It doesn't give you any of those things. Um, and anybody who tries to put that on you, they need to be expelled <laughs> from your space. I'm just being honest. Okay. Um, and so that is the Mommy Matters podcast today. We will resume with another episode sometime soon. Look out for my other podcast, which I will be doing with someone else. And that is going to be more so around the coaching that I do. I look forward to hearing from you about my Evolve the Inner Mother online in-person hybrid course, which is launching soon. You can check out my website and um, find the link for that. And I look forward to engaging with you. Thank you for listening to the Mommy Matters podcast. I am your host, Cecile, and I look forward to having you listen again. Peace and love. Did you like that? I know it was as informative for you as it was for me. Look, this is a process for all of us. And to keep this process going, I would love to invite you to donate to our podcast. We want to continue to give you high-level content, beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve. So please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters. We would love to hear your questions and comments as well so that we can discuss them in future podcasts. And you can email that to momevolve at gmail.com. You can also visit the website and send your comments there www.mommyevolve.com and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace and love. <laughs>